Welcome to Inspiring Women with Lori McGraw. I am your host, Lori McGraw. I have spent the past 30 years in leadership, and over the years, I've come to learn one thing. Women need women, and not just any women, but inspiring women. Tune in every week to hear from women at the pinnacle of their careers and from others who are just starting out. Episodes can be found at inspiringwomen.show or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for listening, and I hope you will be inspired. Today on Inspiring Women, I'm speaking with Allery Stiles. Now, Allery describes herself as on a mission to improve healthcare for physicians and patients through technology. She is a vice president of specialty solutions and strategic alliances at TSI Healthcare. She's been there for 13 years. She started right out of college from um, a job as a development specialist and seven promotions later, she's a vice president there now. Uh, TSI is a company that's focused on implementing and extending next-gen healthcare solutions. Allery is an expert in working with technology and physicians now. And Allery, I'm really excited to speak with you today. Hi, I'm really excited to speak with you. All right, well, let's let's get into it. Now, Allery, I was introduced to you by Nancy Ham, another inspiring woman that we both um, know, and she described you as a dynamo. So I am really excited to talk to you. Why don't we start this conversation? I always start on inspiring women with what are you doing right now? What does your day-to-day look like? What does your job look like? My goodness, day to day is there's an account development team. So I wear a few hats, you know, small company, which you just wear several hats. You kind of have to be a little bit of a maverick. There's one team, the account development team, which that just means cold calling. So that is a team that is looking for new clients in the industry. And you were, you were mentioning NextGen earlier. So TSI Healthcare is kind of the, the specialty arm of NextGen in a few different verticals um, and a few different specialties. Cardiology is our newest one, pulmonology and sleep medicine, and really our bread and butter and TSI Healthcare owns the market in rheumatology. So one of my teams, they are out there cold calling, private practice, physician, community practices in all of those specialties to help find new business for our sales reps. So I'm always kind of helping them strategize, you know, here are pain points that those practices are experiencing. And here's what we've done to solve those problems. Another day-to-day is I have a, a daily meeting in our specialty development, whether it's for one of those specialties. So I'm over all of those specialties, right? So it's kind of having a a little business within a business, having a cardiology development meeting of what do we need to be building? What do we need to have ready for this next upgrade? What do we need to be building in rheumatology? Even though we own the market, how do we stay ahead and not let anyone come from behind? And how do we not get comfortable and always keep developing? So running those development meetings at least a few times a week, I'll be meeting personally with physicians in those markets, like key opinion leaders and getting feedback, what do you like, what do you not like? So so running those workflow or shadow meetings, what else? We also, with our partnerships, I'll have- My God, it sounds like so much. It's like, <laughs> is there anything, Allery, that you don't do? That's what that, I think, is the real question. Sounds like a lot. It's so 
person on the accounting team. <laughs> Let's go back a little bit. And, you know, you've been at TSI for 13 years. So you started with an internship. You were immediately rookie of the year. And then on, you know, seven promotions later to um, vice president. Now, was healthcare technology sort of a, always an interest or was it just something that you fell into and then, you know, had success with obvious success given um, the number of promotions in the years that you've been there? Absolutely fell into it. Hands down, a lucky moment of mine of just meeting the right person at the right time. And they took a chance on me. And I, I think they knew my work ethic was there, but absolutely pure luck. And now it's an obsession of how can we eliminate prior authorizations in the entire country through EHRs, <laughs> through technology, because that's that's kind of the biggest pain, but I mean, I started at the bottom. They, we, we had about 20 employees and we didn't have Salesforce and I was our first cold caller. When I say started at the bottom, I mean, if you're willing to cold call, like you're willing to grind it out, <laughs> but we tracked leads through Excel spreadsheets. So now we're like over 200 employees and it's been a really good ride. But when I say lucked out, one, it was lucky to, to get this great opportunity, but two, I, I started at TSI Healthcare in 2008. That's when the, the High Tech Act was signed. And that's when EHRs, you know, the carrot and the stick incentives for physicians to implement an EHR took off. So it's really been a ride and purposeful growth from our CEO to grow strategically, not sell as many systems as fast as possible. It's really stay in your lane and give the best support in the country. Well, talk about sort of being in the right place at the right time. I mean, starting at the bottom, you know, employee number, you know, small number to over 200, you've seen a lot of growth. But I also understand, you know, working with physicians who are implementing technology, that's my background as well. That's hard work. And, you know, physicians are on all different parts of the spectrum in terms of being tech savvy or not. Um, And we all know that EHRs um, with physicians are not the most loved technology on the planet, there's a struggle and this burden that's created from, from the technology. So I want to talk a little bit about you work a lot with physicians, directly with physicians. What do you like about it? What is hard about that? And you know, how do you navigate which are undoubtedly difficult situations and tense moments that you have to um, work through in your, in your career? Oh, that's That's the number one question. That's the favorite part of the job is we took an approach in, it was about 2010, 2011. We had a couple physicians who hated our system. There were a couple rheumatologists. They were saying, this system is designed for internal medicine. It was not designed for our specialty. So we saw that as an opportunity as a small private company. Okay. Let's look at rheumatology as a specialty. It's ignored in the market. And let's figure out how to design around a system around physicians. And we kind of took the opposite approach of most EHRs. Most EHRs develop and design based around what the government tells them they have to do. Everybody's heard of myths and meaningless, meaningless use or meaningful use, as the docs like to call it, right? And it's, it's a, just a ton of clicks. That's the first question I ask physicians when I get to meet them before a client is, you know, other than not having an EHR that was forced on them for the government, what's your wish list? How can we get the clicks out of the way? 
And we really try to design an EHR around a physician and get it out of their way so they don't lose that face time with their patients. And it's not one just designed for a physician, but designed for their specialty. And there's so many systems out there. They're just trying to be one solution for everyone instead of just picking a lane and really going after it and designing around that specialty. Allery, you sound you sound very, very comfortable with the technology and the specifics of how to make a physician successful in terms of dealing with those people on the other end of the conversation or who you're working with who are frustrated. Is it your depth of knowledge that gives you the ability to navigate those situations? How did you dive into that? I mean, when you started at the bottom, you didn't know as much as you obviously know now. Oh, it's, it's one, it is your depth of knowledge. Now I have the street cred of they, they know who I am in the industry. So they know, okay, the, this company is here to help me. They are willing, but at first it was advice from my CEO of don't show the fear because they can smell the fear and they might eat you alive. And I feel, <laughs> I feel a lot of people are sometimes afraid to speak to physicians and, and try to get in there, get in the weeds with them. And I mean, I've shadowed over a thousand physicians at this point. Wow. And a lot of people are a little afraid sometimes because in the conversation with the physician, you're usually a patient and it's like, what's going on where you find if you get in there and you just want to help, that's all they want because EHRs, the industry are just, it's such a, it's almost a four letter word, right? And EHR is almost a four letter word. <laughs> To, to providers to where if you're the now the person that's like, listen, I'm here to help. Tell me what you want. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Tell me what's too many clicks. Then you have to go back and you have to execute. You have to get a concrete list. You have to report back. Here's what I heard. And then you have to, now you have to make it happen. You can't just like go on site, make them feel good and then come back with nothing in your hands. You really have to come back and make sure development change actually happened at a reasonable rate, not two years later. And then they believe you, then they have the buy-in and then you have a relationship for life. You have to actually make it happen. And at the end of the day, I'm not a developer. We have way smarter people than that. They are doing the magic in the background, making things happen automatically. But what's fun is, I kind of get to be the hero. So the docs think that my team did it where really our development team are, they're the stars. They're the ones making it happen. We're just kind of the, the face that's translating for, for the development team. So we're kind of the in-between between physicians and practices and our development team. Well, the passion for your work really comes through in terms of how you talk about this. And I can tell that you're probably in a situation now where no one's smelling fear because you really do seem to know um, what you're talking about. And that's wonderful in terms of being able to help um, physicians and others use technology in ways that works for them as opposed to the opposite. But Allery, let's turn the conversation a little bit. Let's talk about you in terms of how you think about your career. Again, you've been working at this from the bottom rung to now, you know, a senior position at this company that's grown significantly over a dozen or so years. How do you think about your career? Do you have a vision for yourself or have you been the type of person who is just pursuing the current thing right in front of them? Give us a sense for that. Oh, the, the current thing right in front of me is, has led me to a vision to where when you've 
spent so much time in front of physicians where that's the current thing. And you hear the same thing over and over of what their pains are. And it's a, it's a nationwide issue. It, and you form personal relationships with your clients. It kind of becomes your mission of, I see what needs to happen. And so that is my career focus mission for the future is, uh, I'm gonna say a dirty word, prior authorizations. And that is the future mission of how do we eliminate those, whether it's, you know, looking at starting a company in, in five to 10 years to, to help eliminate prior authorizations. We're, we're even trying to like build little technology in our system to, to create clinical pathways, to work with payers in order to get prior authorizations out of providers way, right? That is a, it's a huge pain point for physicians, undoubtedly, undoubtedly. But for you, what was the sort of aha moment, you know, during the time you're like, wow, I'm pretty good at this and I'm enjoying doing this. And now I understand not just sort of what I'm doing specifically, but the broader healthcare system. Was there an aha moment where you went from just sort of working hard to having more of that vision? Or was that sort of always there in terms of a future vision of yourself? Yeah, I I don't think there's been an aha moment. Maybe when Nancy Ham recommended me, <laughs> that might be it because that's undoubtedly flattering, and I was shocked. And as you already know, but that it's really just the mission at hand and seeing what the bigger problem is. And in order for practices to survive, we just there's so much legislation and barriers we need to get out of the way and. I, I think I'm the person that can do it. So I, I know a lot of smart people. I work with some of the best in the industry at our company and our partners. And I know this is something that we can do for the entire nation. So it sounds like it's a huge undertaking. It is, but someone's going to have to do it. And I, I feel like that is my mission. Well, Allery, we need it. I mean, healthcare is a big place and there those issues like prior off are really large challenges um, out there. So <laughs> we need your energy to solve some of those um, very, very significant problems. Again, going to some of the career steps along the way, many promotions, you know, over, over the years that you've been at TSI, how did those happen? Were those just given to you? Did you pursue them? Did you ask for them? Did you have sponsors, supporters? Give us some insights there. It's it's a combination of everything. So a couple of times it was, I knew there was something I wanted to do and I asked for it and I put together, you put together a business plan. I, I have to give credit, my CEO, if you put together a business plan that makes the company money or saves the company money, he's going, he wants you to run with it. So I, I'm so thankful for his mentorship, but I've had several leaders, managers, VPs over the years that have really been advocates for me. And occasionally, you know, it'll be, I'll ask for something and I'll, I'll see an opportunity and occasionally it'll be, they'll have something that they have an opening for and they'll come and pick you up and say, you know, we want you to do this, whether it was, you know, so it was cold calling, field sales, sales engineer, just doing demos, you know, going where you're told for sales reps. And that was a way to learn what docs like and don't like. So then when you're doing a demo and you're hearing pain points and docs are saying, I don't like this, 
then sometimes you stick your neck out there and you talk to the development team. Can we do this? Can we build this? And then you get into client relations where it's you're obsessed with their happiness. And in order to grow the business, you have to have happy clients that give referrals and then creating little entire business units within the company of our specialties. So there's not just one answer. Sometimes you ask for it, but sometimes you really have an advocate that sees something in you that maybe you don't, and they give you some major opportunities. Yeah, well, Allery, your um, your energy is just infectious, and it just really, really shines through. You know, another thing I'm curious about, young women, young professionals as yourself who are having success in their careers, they have different approaches that in terms of what I've seen or, or spoken to um, in terms of how they think about mentors and sponsors. Do you have a network of um, mentors and sponsors either within the company or outside the company? Is that a purposeful thing for you or just something that you don't think about and they just sort of show up when you need them? No, I absolutely have a network and very purposeful groups out there that I've worked with over the years. And honestly, my, my CEO is a mentor. I've had several VPs who are no longer at the company who I'll still reach out to and just other leaders and our partners that will will help you on the side and take a call. If you're thinking, hey, we're thinking about doing this, what are your thoughts that they'll get on the phone with you in a second. And these are, you know, major officers of a company that are willing to take five minutes of their time or 10 minutes of their time to get on the phone with you. Like you listen and, and you take that opportunity and just be a sponge. So I've been really lucky in, in my work. Have you ever cold called someone, you know, specifically to seek them out as a mentor? I've talked to some women who have done that successfully, and I, I'm just curious if that's been a tactic you've tried um, that that's worked for you. I have. I have done that once. And I'm not was, surprised. I'm not surprised worked. at all. <laughs> it worked. I saw someone's career path. I had heard about them, and I was just, you know, I didn't want to reach out and say, Hey, will you be my mentor? Will you tell me your story? They don't have time for that. There's, you know, they're out there crushing it. They don't have time to tell me their story, right? But I did want to just say, here's here's what I'm thinking. Here's what we're trying to do with this company. What do you think? And and just have that five minutes. It's so lucky, and it worked. So anyone that's thinking about reaching out to someone, don't be scared. I think a lot of people see executives. And they're really scared. And what's funny is they're usually executives for a reason because they're usually hiring people smarter than them and building the best teams around them that helps all of us grow. I think I, I think that's very good advice. And you know, I encourage that all the time. You know, people who are curious and wanting to learn something about their job and gain knowledge from somebody else who think you think might have um, information, people are flattered and often, you know, just really appreciate those kinds of research. And by the way, learn something in return in terms of how people who are directly working on an issue are experiencing it or thinking about it. So that's fantastic that you have tried it. It worked. And again, um, I agree with you to encourage um, all other people to continue to do that. It's it's really helpful. Allery, this has just been a great conversation. You know, as we close out here on Inspiring Women, any last closing thoughts or advice that you may, might give to younger professionals who are just starting out, um, you know, that they can learn from your career journey? Go with your gut. 
if you see a need and you're hearing something and you're thinking, I would want that, go with it. Absolutely go with your gut. I believe there are so many people who, who want to say they have success, but they're not willing to put in that extra 5% or 10%. And if you're that person that is willing to just put your head, put your head down and grind it out, you'll make it. I get inspired by a lot of entrepreneurs. It's always people who took the chance on themselves and started their company. Our CEO started his company over his garage. And I'm constantly inspired by go with your gut, take a chance on yourself, grind it out. You'll make it happen. Well, I think that's fantastic advice. It clearly is working for you, Allery, and I really appreciate this conversation. I have been speaking with Allery Styles on Inspiring Women. Allery, thank you so much. Thank you. This has been an episode of Inspiring Women with Lori McGraw. Please subscribe, rate, and review. We are produced by Kate Cruz at Executive Podcast Solutions. More episodes can be found on inspiringwomen.show. I am Lori McGraw, and thank you for listening.